Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, Whitley, and she comes to us with a background starting in marketing and now more on the uh, human potential side. So Whitley, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking, Lukey. How are you? Phenomenal, as always. So uh, Whitley, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll kind of get into your backstory backstory as, as a kid. So what are you up to these days? Yeah. So currently what I'm up to right now, Lukey, is um, so I'm working as an employer partner manager at Palette Skills, which is a, a nonprofit organization that upskills Canadians into new career pathways. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. And then on the side of that, I am building and growing a YouTube channel that really helps folks um, develop their 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 self, their their personal growth. And on the side of that, I also speak and coach. So that is what I am up to. Sounds good. And obviously, you didn't always start that way. So why don't we rewind a little bit and, and talk to uh, the, the audience a little bit about what was Whitley like as a kid? So what are some early fond childhood memories uh, that you had? What was Whitley like growing up? <laughs> All right. So we're going way back. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know what? Some of my earliest memories, Luki, that I have is um, as a child, I it's funny because I had like these two sides. So when I was with my family, my friends, the, you know, the, the real authentic Whitley came out, you know, the one, okay. and then there was this other side that was very shy and quiet and, you know, un, un, like just around unfamiliar people. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the authentic Whitley always loved to just perform. Like, I just remember always wanting to perform for my family, for my friends. I would be, you know, dancing, singing, just always, like, doing something that was performance-related. And um, I was a very imaginative and creative kid. And okay. I was very much um, a leader in, in a lot of ways, right? It was always like, hey, like, I would cook up these really imaginative ideas and I would say and I would get everybody on board and we'd be just off on a complete adventure and then the other side of, of Whitley you know going and being around um, just people who I didn't really know or you know just going into new places I was very shy too and so there was like this extroverted side and this very introverted side of Whitley and um, yeah that's that's really like what stands out the most when I was when I was younger Lukey. Yeah, and, and what speaks to me about that is uh, people kind of misunderstand the concept of like introvert and extrovert and then shy and outgoing, right? So it sounds to me that you're one of the slightly rarer cases of being like a shy extrovert, right? Where you actually yeah. like being around people, but you don't like to necessarily initiate those conversations. So when people are new and like, yeah, I'll, I'll be a little bit more reserved. But once they get to know you, it's like, boom, <laughs> they get to uh, see you, right? So because a lot of people think that if you're an introvert, you're automatically shy. And if uh, you're an extrovert, you're automatically outgoing. Well, that's not necessarily the case. So I think this is a, an interesting case in point. And I'd love if you shared a little bit of maybe some of the examples of like the, those imaginative or creative or leadership stuff. So you, you alluded to a little bit, but what, what's an example as a kid of something, if, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah. So the first memory that pops up is um, like, I remember I would always just come up with these ideas. And so one of these ideas was to create a play and okay. put it on for 
the the class and i think we were and how in, old is this elementary oh. i feel like it was like elementary maybe grade six and okay. i'm gonna say grade five it was grade five for sure and i just remember like thinking wanting to put on like the hat of being a director like a movie play director and i came up with this idea to perform a play at school and i got so, like i i got must have about 10 of my friends on board with this idea. And so I remember like giving out little jobs like, okay, you're going to do the playwright. You're going to be in charge of costumes. And ever, it was like this really fun, fun experience for all of us. And um, that's, that's probably one of like the memories that stand out the most in, in terms of coming up with, you know, ideas. And then at home, I, I've got three siblings, three other siblings. And so they were just, we were always going on adventures. We were always doing, you know, fun things, playing. And uh, I think I was always that sibling, that that fun sibling growing up. Um, okay. I was the oldest out of four. So I think it was always like the fun sibling growing up um, and always just doing crazy, silly, fun things like that. that that's amazing. And and in school, like, was this during class time or, or was this like during recess for, for this play? We would meet after school. <laughs> So we would meet after school and we would work on uh, the play. We would work on the play, we would work on doing, you know, play rehearsal. And um, and so, yeah, after school that we're dedicating our time to to working on this play. That's amazing. So along the way, so you're, you're the, the shot, you're the fun one <laughs> of the group, that sort of thing. What were some of the other influences uh, along the way to get to where you are? So you, you had a short stint as uh, in marketing, right? Were there, were there family or friends or someone that, that kind of uh, moved you towards that path? Or were you like a sciencey student or were you more on the humanity side? Or like, where did you fall on, on, on that spectrum as you were growing up? Mm, that's a great question. I think that like when you said humanity side, I think that there's always this part of me uh, from a little girl who always wanted to help, always wanted to um, give back and always be that. I was always that, that friend as well who always listened to okay. my friends, like if they had a problem or something. I was always that like listening and that the that, uh, person who would give advice right mm -hmm. but then there was this other part where I was very um creative too and I remember also I have these memories from when I was very young of always putting on uh, special events like I would always be planning a party and like god god love my mom like <laughs> she would <laughs> oh you want to have a dance party you know okay cool you can plan your dance party and I would always plan these little parties to invite my friends over and we just have a great time and I always have these games and everything planned out and so as I got older Lukey um there was there I was kind of deciphering between two different pathways. So there was the pathway where I wanted to take psychology. So I, that's what I wanted to study. I wanted to um, be a therapist and I really wanted to help people in that regard. But then there was this other side of me, that creative, playful um, side of me where I wanted to run my own business. I wanted to create an event planning business and, and that's what I wanted to do. And so after I graduated high school, I had a scholarship for university. I was already enrolled. I was signed up. I was ready to go uh, start in, in the fall to take psychology. And I remember leaving and I moved away and I was away for about six months. So I decided to not go to university then, went away. And during that time that I was away, 
I really got clear on, you know, what, what do you really want to do? And so I decided I'm going to go down the route of, of opening my own business. But if I'm going to open my own business, I need to understand how business works. I need to understand how to run a business. And during that time, that is when I decided I would move back home and I would enroll in college to uh, take the business administration program where I then chose to uh, major in marketing. And so that's where that's where the whole, you know, that door opened up to so many other doors that, you know, I can probably go down for hours. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if, if I could unpack that, so, so there are these two potentially divergent paths. So, so uh, psychology therapist, uh, and then kind of the event planning business side of it. Um, but so you ultimately, the, the first goal was to say, okay, I want to go down the psychology therapist route. Like what, what was that decision like? Because you always had this other part to start your own business. Was was that a consideration or is it like, nah, I have to at least go down the psychology route to, to make my parents happy? So uh, I'd love if you elaborate a little bit more on, on kind of how that, uh, um, that, that path uh, unfolded. Yeah, um, great question. And also, like, I'll go back to um, your your previous question about who were my influences. And so I think for um, the influences in my life that opened up some of these things for me or really influenced me in terms of deciding on those different paths. So my mother, you know, she's a very loving, nurturing being. And so I think that really cultivated this compassion within me and that, mm-hmm. um, that desire to want to help and nurture others in a way, in a, in a, an emotional way too. Right. And so she had a lot of influence in me just showing up and just giving a lot of love to the world. Right. Okay. And then my father, on the other hand, he had this, um, very, he was a very stern man, but also very fun and loving too. And so he, he had this balance between both and, you know, and I, and I always admired that about him, but he had this, uh, very strong, he was a very strong leader. And I always looked up mm-hmm. to my, my father very, very much. And so I think that really cultivated a lot of qualities within myself in the leadership side and really just, um, believing in myself. And so I also have this godmother and uh, her name's Roxanne and she's just such a beautiful radiant soul. Like you meet her and you're just you're just magnetized to her because she just shows up with this this fun and and playfulness and authenticity, right? And just a powerful powerful being and so a lot of these guys really influenced my my the traits in within me growing up and so when I was deciding the path of psychology you know I think that there was this level of, oh, it's a good job. It's, you know, it's, it's a stable, it would be a really good stable income. Um, it's a reputable type of field of work to get into and it's safe. It's secure. Right. And so I think that there was like a bit of, of that involved, but then on the other side of that, Luki, if I can be completely transparent, you know, I grew up in a very rough neighborhood. And so during my adolescent years, I made some really poor decisions. So I actually ended up having my daughter at the age of 17. So I had to drop out of high school and then I had to go through a lot of challenges, a lot of hardships that, you know, people that age just shouldn't have to go through. Right. But it made me stronger. And so as I was navigating these life decisions in what pathway I was going, I had a little I had a daughter that I was taking care of. Right. And so when I made the decision to go in the field of, um, business and marketing. I just, I think that 
came down to my dream and how I saw my life in, in 10 years from then. And it really just, it felt like it fit. It felt like I can do this. You know, I've been through so much. I can do this. And I really wanted to create a, a really good life for myself and for my daughter and, and to really like change the cycle, if that makes sense. Right. I didn't want to also, and in, in the midst of all that, I was like, I don't want to become another statistic. You know, I, I want to break out of this and I want to actually do something with my life and show my daughter what is possible. And so that is really, really what drove me down that path of deciding, okay, let's do this. Let's go all in. Let's take business. Let's do this so that I can build this life. Sounds good. So, so you ultimately make that decision, go into business, go into marketing, and did things turn out exactly as you had hoped? <laughs> well, describe a little bit more about that, that chapter of the, of the story. It's so funny because you, you think that life is this linear path, and that's just not the case. You know, life is all, all over the place. And so for me, there were a lot of things that, yeah, I, I did end up going on to accomplishing. And so when I went through college and I completed college, I remember meeting a mentor during that time, my second year college. And this person I met, they were very much in the spotlight. They were in events, um, in um, entertainment events, and also very much a public speaker. And I just like, I remember going out to see seeing his, one of his events and him hosting. And I just thought to myself, I was like, wow, like, I want to do that. Like, I want to do that. And just seeing how he was able to move a crowd and being able to just go out there and be, you know, his authentic self. And so I actually became um, his mentee for um for a few years. And so I would go to college. Um, I would go to college. I would you know, do work all day. And then I would come home, I pick up my daughter from daycare, bring her home, cook dinner, drop her off at my parents' place. And then I would go out to volunteer at these events in the evening so that I could watch the intricates of event planning on one side, but then on the other side, um, learn how to public speak, learn how to be in front of a crowd with a microphone and be able to speak, right? And so I would do that a couple of times a week. And so my, like, I don't even know how I did that. I was, I was probably like only 20 years old, you know, raising a baby, going to college and then doing that in the evenings. But I was so driven on wanting to make my dreams a reality, Lukey. And I was willing to make those sacrifices. Right. And so I learned so much during that time. And when I graduated from college, I got my first marketing job and that was really cool. That was so cool. Um, during that time, through my my first marketing job, I was working in the real estate industry and I was doing marketing for that. And I learned so much, so much that they don't really teach you in school. So, you know, the, the job experience is so much different than school experience. And I remember during that time, Lukey, something had come over me. I just remember driving to work first thing in the morning and it was as though I had this aha moment it was just this light bulb moment and it just said it was like this feeling this knowing of you have come so far you've been through so much that there are so many other people out there there are so many other women out there who are where you used to be who need to see what is possible as a result of committing to a dream that they have that no matter what their background is no matter what their circumstances are that they're able to step into that dream that they have for themselves. 
And so I had the idea to start a women's network. It's awesome. And then that opened up so many other doors too. <laughs> yeah. And I'd, I'd love if you walk through the, the journey of the, the idea, because a lot of people have ideas, right? They're inspired. Some people have aha, but not a lot of them actually turn them into something or they might turn it into something and then they give up after a month, after a year or whatever, but, but you're s still going strong. So what was the, I guess, first step was, was there just a moment of inspiration? It's like, okay, I, this is what I got to do and, and how I set it up. Like, did you talk to your mentor and all that sort of stuff? Or like, what, what, what was the journey like after you had that aha moment? Yeah. So uh, after I had that aha moment, it wasn't like I just jumped right into it because I think <laughs> as, as human beings, like you said, the fear, the fear kind of kicks in and then the doubt yeah. and the worry. Um, so I sat on that idea for a, uh, for some time. Okay. And it probably okay. wasn't until about a year after having that idea that I actually cultivated the idea and put it into mm -hmm. action. And so during that time, um, I transitioned from my marketing job into an event planning job. So I was a wedding planner. Yeah. And okay. I got to learn so much from this. And so the, the, the person that I was working for, she was an incredible um, event planner. She just, it, incredible event planner, businesswoman, um, just all around. And so I really, she was another mentor of mine. And so I mm -hmm. learned so much in the behind the scenes. And so fast forward after working with her for about a year, um, I had my second child, I had my son. And right around that time, I don't know what was going through my mind, but I had this opportunity <laughs> to come up where I was able to start my own event planning business. So I was ready. I was okay. like, all right, let's do this. And after having my son, he's about two months, three months old at the time, I launched my business. I launched my party okay. business. And about two, min two months later, I launched the women's support group. Mm -hmm. And so right around the time I was running my business and that took off and I feel like it, it was um, a result of all of the, the mentoring that I got from the experience from the mark, from the marketing side, you know, taking marketing right. really allowed me to market my own business. Um, so, so many things that allowed me to really be able to do that. And when I launched the women's support group, like, I had no idea what it was doing. No idea. <laughs> and I just remember having a few, you know, few women showing up in a coffee shop. We would get together and there were some week, like I really didn't have a roadmap. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying it, right? I was just trying. I was yeah. doing my best. And so there would be some days where there would be, you know, a few of us meeting up at a coffee shop, talking about different topics that could help each other. And then there were other times when I'd be showing up and it would just be me and my mom, gosh, oh, okay. like showing up to support me. But it was a few, it was, I would say it was a good solid six months of that, like fluctuation of not really knowing what I was doing. And then I remember there was one time that somebody had given me an idea and I implemented the idea and lo and behold, it like, it just, it took off. And so about six months of just trying and trying to build up this, this support group, um, I started to really pour my energy into it. And about a year into it, Lukey, we had, um, we had our monthly 
in-person events completely sold out. Mm. Um, our online network had grown over a thousand women globally. We had an online weekly show where we had guests coming in from all over the world doing, sharing their stories and their experiences, very much like what you do here today. Um, sure. And from there, I became very much the, the a leader in, and um, coach. And I was helping women actually start to transition into helping female entrepreneurs build their businesses. And then that's right. how it opened the door for coaching, for speaking and where I am today, essentially. So it's been this journey of like all over and crazy. My lady. <laughs> So it's, it hasn't been this straight path of like, I know what it is that I want and this is how it's going to be laid out. No, I just had to trust myself, most importantly, trust myself, believe in myself and just dive into the unknown, even when it was scary, even when the fear was there and the doubt was there. And I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. I just did it anyways. And I kept showing up. And the biggest thing that I think that kept me going and allowed me to get to where I am today is having a vision. And that vision can change any, it, it can change. It doesn't have to stay the same, but as long as you have a vision as to where you're going, you're always going to have that motivation and that fuel to keep you going. Even in those times when you feel like, um, there's a setback or you just don't feel sure. like you're into it, you know? And when you talk about a vision, is this something like formal, like you have a vision board, you know, like the, the ones where they have pictures and kind of like, I want to be doing this, I want to be on stage, I want to have the support network, I want to have all these people. Was it something as formal as that? Or is it just actually taking space and, and thinking about it or or something a little, little less formal, a little bit more casual? Yeah. And I, I love that question. I think that it really depends on the, in, on the individual. For me, mm-hmm. it's, um, I do um, just the visualization in my mind, like just imagining, picturing it, right? But so, for some yeah. people, maybe they like more of a, a physical, uh, tangible thing. And so like a vision board, I've done vision boards. I have one up here in my office, right? Beside <laughs> me. And so I do a combination. But one thing that I I noticed that I have done throughout my entire life, ever since I was even a teenager um, and even running track and field, I would always visualize myself doing the thing. And so like during when I was running track back in high school, I would visualize myself in the race. I would visualize myself going over the finish line and and, and being number one. Right. And so I think um, just visualizing what it is that you desire most and really putting your energy into that and focusing on that is really going to help you, especially in those tough times of change in transition. For sure. And I'd love if you shared a little bit, because as you're speaking about the journey, there must've been a lot of uh, challenging like emotions and feelings during that time where like, I don't know what I'm doing. You mentioned it a couple of times, right? <laughs> how do you, what are some of the, the, the thoughts or some of the things that were in your head that kind of helped you through those times of, I don't know if it was imposter syndrome or, or uh, some other things that kind of uh, would have otherwise been fear? Like what are some of the, the tips and tools or techniques or something that kind of helped you through it, if, if you can recall? Yeah, so I think that the biggest thing that you can do is to have a really strong support network. Um, there's no way that I would be able to do all the things that I do alone. There's just no way. Right. And so I've got my best friend who is like such a rock and she wants me to win just as much as she wants herself to win. Right. And so surrounding yourself with people who push you, people who encourage you, people who inspire you, 
even people who are where you want to be, surround yourself with those types of people because that's really going to help you in your journey. It's going to really help you to catapult your growth, but it's also going to help you in those times when you just can't be your own cheerleader, right? People mm -hmm. say you're your you're greatest cheerleader, but there are moments when you're not going to want to do the thing. There are moments yeah. when you're going to feel not motivated. And so having um, a really strong network around you and that doesn't mean you got to have you know 10 20 people even if you've got sure. one or two solid people you know get get a really solid support um circle yeah i'm reminded of the quote of uh, you you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with uh, i think it's a jim Rohn quote or i, f I forget who yeah. said it but it's something like that and if you can do a bit of audit uh auditing of the a time that you spend with different people then you can probably say, Oh yeah, <laughs> I can totally see why I'm at a certain level. And, uh, sometimes what you want to do is, is adjust and, and, uh, change the people that you spend time with, because if they're not, uh, as, as you say, people who push you or inspire you, well, then maybe they're holding you back. And, and that doesn't mean you get rid of them or you fire your friends, but maybe you spend one less hour with them and one extra hour with someone that really uh, inspires you and gets you to where you're going. So uh, that's awesome that uh, you were able to do that. And then obviously now that transitions a little bit. So if you want to uh, talk a little bit about the transition into Palette and what you're currently doing, uh, and then maybe we'll continue with some of the swipe that you have. So how, how did you get from that the event company uh, and then to Palette? Because they're all kind of uh, done at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually I'm from the East Coast originally. I'm I'm now located in in Toronto, but I'm originally from the East Coast. And during uh, just the beginning of the pandemic, I had this feeling, um, not because of the pandemic, but I had this just this feeling, this knowing, like, okay, you have finally you, you've outgrown this place. There is something bigger. There's something more for you, right? Hmm. And I think that humans feel this sometimes, right? There's there's moments where humans feel like this call to doing something or starting something right. or maybe even moving somewhere. Right. And there is so much fear. There's so much hesitancy and there's so much uh, uncertainty at attached to that. And I think that my connection with like my connection with creator, with myself is so strong that when I feel these things now, I just act on them, right? I just trust and act on them. And so during that time, it was like, move to Toronto. <laughs> like that's, it was okay. like, I need to move to Toronto. And it was like, it made no sense because I had just like, coaching business was going well, everything was going well. And I was like, I would literally have to start all over again. Like that is so scary. Why? But I trust it. And as a result of me trusting and being no stranger of change, Everything worked out within five weeks of deciding. Luki, I kid you not, everyone. I was in Toronto, had the place set up, had a job lined up, had everything all lined up, and I moved to Toronto. And so uh, during that time, when I, when I moved a month into the move, everything shut down. So when I said we were just in the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, oh, it's over. Everybody, everything's open up. No, it was like as soon as I moved there, everything shut down for just about almost those two years. And so it was a really tough, challenging time for me during that time. And because of um, certain things to do with pandemic and everything, um, I just knew I was like, OK, I've got to I've got to get out. I've got to I've got to try some new opportunities and just be open. And so. During that time, a program came, um, basically came into my lap and it was called Sales Camp. And it was a program put on for people who wanted to transition in tech sales. 
And I thought, you know what, all my skill set, I can, I can do this. I can do sales, right? And so I went all in and I got accepted into this program. I gave it 110% in this program. And lo and behold, at the end, I made some incredible friends. I made some incredible um, connections with different companies all over. And ultimately, at the end of the program, I ended up um, having a uh, job offer by Palette Skills. And I was like, absolutely love the work that they're doing. Let's do this. And um, so that's how I got with Palette Skills was through this program. And there was like a series of events. You know how like sometimes sure. you look back on things and you're like, oh my gosh, like how did that work out? And you, and you look at all the, how all the things lined up. It was sort of like that type of synchronicity. And so that is how I got to where I am with Pilot Skills. Um, absolutely love it. I have met so many incredible human beings as a result of being um, with that organization. And then on top of that, um, I'm now in a space where I'm able to also focus my time and my energy on building and growing my speaking and coaching business, as well as my YouTube channel and being able to really show up and fulfill my purpose, which is helping others really realize their purpose and through fulfilling their full potential. And so that's, that's where I am today, Luki. That's, that's how I got to where I am in a, in the shortest amount of time that I possibly can. <laughs> And that and that's amazing. So so and that's obviously why we got connected because uh, I say that that I found my purpose helping others find theirs, which is uh, very uh, similar to that. And uh, I, I guess when you're around uh, or, or you share that with other folks, then people connect you because obviously we got connected through uh, some mutual friends in there. So shout out to Mr. Zach Burns yes. <laughs> for, for connecting us. And um, yeah, so a great story. And obviously there's there's much more to come. So you're still early on. There's a lot more people that you can impact. I'd love if you can kind of uh, maybe wrap up one or two different pieces of swike the stuff i wish i knew earlier to young whitley at maybe some of the pivotal transitional times uh, as you were growing up what is some uh swike the, the piece of advice that you'd want to give to young whitley yeah um so one of the biggest things that stand out to me luki and for everyone who's watching of course that as i've learned as i have um i guess you know decided to take this journey of self-development and growth and in mm -hmm. helping others as well. And so in that process of wanting to do that and show up as like that beacon of light to others, you've got to go through it yourself. You've got to learn, you've got to, mm -hmm. you've got to do a lot of different work on yourself. And so part of that journey has opened me up even in a, in a spiritual sense. And so there was a time when I believed in absolutely nothing, but as I have done this self-work and, have grown personally, you know, I've also grown spiritually. And so part of that is, has allowed me to see just how much we are not a victim to our circumstances or to anything. And I've really grown to understand the power and the potential of our, of our minds and how we operate. And so I think in the past, there were a lot of challenges and a lot of things that I had to go through that if I had known how powerful I am as an individual and how how much that I'm able to make a change and that I'm not a victim to the beliefs that were you know kind of um, programmed throughout my upbringing that I'm not that and that I'm also able to change in an instant right and so knowing that having the awareness of those things allows me to sort of like take my power back in a way where I get to 
create whatever it is that I want to create. And I think that that is like the biggest thing is like, you are the creator of your reality, no matter what you get to choose. And so whatever it is that you're looking to get into, whether it's a new career, whether you're, you're looking to choose what career pathway, there's no right or wrong choice. Always do what feels right to you because you'll never be led astray. Your path may not look linear. (laughs) You may go different routes and stuff, but it's always going to lead you back to where you need to be. And so that would be a big thing. And then the second thing that I would say is that your thoughts and your feelings have such a huge impact on how you show up and have such a huge Mm. impact on the life experiences that you get to experience. And so, you know, as humans, it's so natural that we have these negative thoughts coming in every day throughout the day. But if there is like the biggest uh, piece of advice or something that I wish I knew earlier is that the power of our thoughts and the power of our feelings and to really have, um, be really conscious of the thoughts that are coming in. And be really conscious on how you're feeling, like checking in with yourself and being like, am I feeling bad? Am I feeling, you know, angry or frustrated and not sitting in those emotions too long, right? Sitting in those better, good feelings are really going to enrich your life in so many ways. I know it sounds really cliche, but it took me a long time to learn that. And if I had just been able to really grasp that earlier, I feel like um, I'm just like thinking, where would I be? Like how, how much more rich and fulfilling can my life have been in certain times? Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've got. That's amazing. And, and that's where, that's why we're aligned and on a similar journey where I, I wish they were teaching that in school. And it reminds me of, there, there's a book called the four agreements. And one of the agreements is to be impeccable with your words, right? So that power of your thoughts and your feelings, if you say certain things where like, uh, I, I often talk to people about saying, oh, I have to do something versus I get to do something. So I have to go to work. I have to go to school. I have to do this assignment versus I get to go to work. I get to go to school. I get to do this assignment. It, it has very different energy attached to it, which can be so impactful for folks. And and had you learned that in whatever grade 12, when you were 12 or whatever, <laughs> that, then uh, life would have been a little bit different. And I love what you said about the first part about like, you are the creator of uh, your reality. And um, one of the quotes that I love is, uh, for there is nothing good or bad, but thinking makes it so, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really, as you said, your choice that, okay, whatever it is, the circumstances, it, it's there, but do you want it to be good and helpful and serve you? Or do you want it to be challenging and a problem or something that, that you can't overcome, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really your choice to, to become like that victim or the victor. So a lot, a lot of great learnings. And it's not necessarily a flip of a switch, right? It's something that you deal with every day and it comes back, hopefully not with a vengeance, <laughs> but there's a lot of uh, work and, and more and more unpacking all the time. So uh, I think those are uh, great uh, swikes, the, the, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. And I'd love if we could share a, a little bit about your future aspirations and maybe where folks can connect with you and learn more about you. So uh, w- what can we look forward to he- hearing and seeing from you in, in the near future? Yeah, um, so... As I said, I am growing and building and growing a YouTube channel. And through that channel is where I am absolutely on a mission to sharing uh, much of the information where you just, you had just mentioned, you know, we wish there was taught in school, right? Or at an earlier age. And so I'm on a mission on sharing all of my wisdom, all of my experiences, my knowledge that I have obtained throughout my own personal journey and what I've learned um, to helping other people to, you know, being able to reach that self mastery, being able to reach that, um, 
that inner peace within themselves too, so that they can mm-hmm. step into their purpose and realize their full potential. Um, so that is what I'm up to. That's what I'm focused on, uh, on the side of everything else. And, um, yeah, so you can, fo- you can find me on, uh, YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel if that seems like that resonates with you. Um, everything like my socials, so Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, is all under at Whitley Jane. That's where they can find me. Sure. And we'll definitely link uh, all that information in the show notes. And uh, thanks so much, Whitley, for sharing your uh, journey. And, and obviously, we'll look forward to, to having you back in a future episode to learn a little bit more. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.